0: episode 63 a new regime hey everybody this is just ryan today if you missed last episode or if you're new here then i'll let you on the in on the news ben has decided to leave this podcast and go into the portal of free agency of podcasting all joking aside he has left the podcast but to spend more time with family and really focus on woodworking which i might add he has some very very impressive stuff he's very gifted at that and his attention to detail is uh like none other. But don't worry, we'll get you some links later to showcase his work if you want to buy some of it or just take a look at it. It's really cool. We wish him the best, or I wish him the best, and I wanted to continue this podcast and see how it goes. So why don't we get started? I decided to go in a different route. So here's the outline of an old episode, and then we'll talk about what will change. In previous episodes, we did small news items, then did three main topics, all under, I'd say, averaging about 12 minutes. Moving forward, and this is subject to change, based on how you, the viewers, are enjoying it. I will be doing an opening monologue, one big story, then moving into smaller items throughout the episode. So instead of three main topics, it'll be one followed by smaller topics throughout the episode. And this is a big change because without the back and forth between Ben and I, it'll be more of Ryan's thoughts on a topic. Now, I don't consider myself an expert, but I am well-versed enough in the AI space, and have been in the space long enough that I believe I can have a very good educated opinion on it. And with that, each episode will be averaging about 20 minutes, a little longer, a little shorter, but hopefully better and more information in the space. Also, in previous episodes, I feel like our listeners knew who we were, but they didn't know who we were at the same time. So in this episode, I'll give you a background of who I am as a person, as well as try and bring a little personality, more personality to the pod. And final housekeeping item, instead of us simply um, moving on to the next topic, I've got a sound effect that will indicate when we're moving on. So when you hear this... That will indicate that we have gone on to the next subject. So if you don't like a topic or think I'm boring, you can just skip until you hear the next chime, or just continue to skip until it ends because you don't like any of the topics. Hey, it'll happen. I'll have a couple bad episodes. I get it. Now, if you don't like the chime or if you want the chime changed, you can donate uh, uh, at, at our little Patreon. We have at, it's called "Buy Me a Coffee," and you can find that on our website, the ChatGPT Report at G, er, the ChatGPT Report com. And I say that if you donate 10 bucks, I'll change it to whatever one you'd like. So we'll have a little fun with that. So who is Ryan? Who is Ryan behind the mic? Well, let me tell you about my day and how, what, what goes on through a day. Firstly, I wake up at 3 a.m. every day and I get to the gym by 3.15 just to get after it. I then, guys, it, it, it's a joke. Relax. Come on. I'm a 33-year-old father and a husband. I live in Virginia, and I've lived in D.C. for five years before returning to Central Virginia. My background is in tech sales, and I currently work as the head of sales for a construction company. I love spending time with my family, and I truly love all types of sports. So if you've heard previous episodes, you'll know about that because some of our references has been uh, very related to that. Some of my hobbies include golf, working out, and board games. I would consider myself a generalist. I'm pretty decent at a lot of things and pick up things pretty quick, but would not consider myself an expert in a lot of things. And that's what I want to bring to this pod. And what I have brought in the past is many ideas and concepts, but not digging too deep to lose you guys or act like I'm an expert. I want to bring you as much as I can so you know what's going on out there, to have at least a conversation with a friend or stranger and have just enough knowledge to open up a combo with them and hold your own or simply to think, wow, I had never heard of that. Well, we got through a lot for this episode, so that'll be the opening monologue. Thanks for sticking with me so far. So without further ado, welcome to the new regime. I hope you stay a while and I hope you enjoy the show and the future shows I'm bringing you. Let's get into why you chose to listen because you want to learn more about AI, more about large language models, more about ChatGPT, more about the decade of AI. So let's begin that journey together. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. head of OpenAI, who created ChatGPT, posted on Twitter last month and said, OpenAI never trains on anything ever submitted to the API or uses that data to improve our model's in any way. Now, this is a big concern as of late because we've seen companies ban ChatGPT because they're concerned with sensitive data being leaked, and those companies included, but are not limited to Apple, Samsung, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and Goldman Sachs. A spectrum of industries, but well, not really a spectrum, it's two industries, that's tech and banking, but one thing underpins all of them, technology and sensitive information. If it's an interesting... It's an interesting point he's making, and one I even questioned because multiple people chimed in, and one that caught my eye was Aaron Slodoff, who said, that's odd because I've definitely seen answers to insanely unique questions be replicated across users from different geographics, end quote. Which is true. I've seen it myself answer extremely detailed questions that it had to pull from somewhere, so what's to say it doesn't record? Now, he could be right. Another reason is he could be coming out and saying this because OpenAI on August 23rd released their ChatGPT enterprise, and I quote, which offers enterprise-grade security and privacy, right? And OpenAI might need to cover their tail by saying this since they're under the gun with the whole argument that, quote, you're taking my data and using it. Now, what is the enterprise version? Here's a quick elevator pitch. ChatGPT Enterprise provides a new admin console with tools to manage how employees within an organization use ChatGPT, including integrations for single sign on domain verification, and a dashboard with usage statistics. Shareable conversation templates allow employees to build internal workflows, leveraging ChatGPT, while credits to OpenAI's API platform let companies create fully custom ChatGPT-powered solutions if they choose. Very interesting, if I might add. Also, ChatGPT needs to make money since they it costs them about a half a billion dollars to develop ChatGPT and costs about $700,000 a day to keep it running. So getting into enterprise customers is a big deal. And on another historical note, they released Enterprise ChatGPT to compete with Bing's Chat Enterprise version, which came out in July of this past year. Only time will tell, but they have to work on security before getting into huge companies. Because if all those companies listed above will work with you, you had better have your security locked down. A question was asked on Reddit, and it's a little bit of a conspiracy topic, but... It was a question into this enterprise-grade software. Have they made ChatGPT, for us uh, normal folks, dumber and released the better version on Enterprise to showcase how much better it is than the the normal ChatGPT and make more money to be able to sell it? I truly wonder if that's the case. Some wild stuff is happening out there in the translator world for AI. Hey, Jen, has come out with something truly spectacular. Basically, I'll give you the gist of the video, is there's a guy, John Finger, that posted a video on Twitter where he's talking in English for what he said was supposed to be around 30 seconds. And then the AI would come back and translate what you said in the video in either German German or it did in German and French, with the sound and inflections as close as possible. In essence, it's using AI to live translate and sync your lips. And we will post a video on this on our LinkedIn and uh, Twitter um, to sh- t- so you can watch it yourself. I also dove a little deeper, and John had qu- said this on his post. So far, the people I know that speak the languages seem pretty impressed. They said just a just a little robotic, but pretty incredible. And I have to admit, I did look at the comments, and a lot of people who were who spoke German or French did say pretty much the same thing. You could tell what he was saying, a little broken here or there, but it it, it got the point across. Right now it costs two dollars per minute, but man, what a feature! And it's apparently it's available right now. So go check that out. What's neat here is it doesn't matter that it's not perfect, but it's the start. Right? Think about where we'll be in the next couple of years. Shoot, by the end of the year, gosh, I, I don't know about y'all. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. Quote. You will not be replaced by AI, but someone who knows what to do with AI, end quote. Oded Netzer said that, a Colombian business school professor. Now, I think Oded has listened to this podcast because even far back as January, we were talking about this. And I'm here to reemphasize this. AI won't take your job, but if you don't pay attention, somebody else with the help of AI will. So, guys, keep learning, even if it's just for a little bit each week, each day day if you can. You don't need to be in the trenches every day, but give it a little time to learn and semi-understand it, and it'll help you immensely. This sounds like a little self-help, but don't forget that if you do 1% better each day, shoot, even every week, the compound effects will happen. So don't turn a blind eye to AI. Take a little time and get to really uh, familiarize yourself with it. Now, we mentioned this in the past couple episodes, but I wanted to reemphasize and dig into this a little bit deeper. Chat GPT traffic has decreased again for the third month in a row. I believe the episode was 61, so two episodes ago. This is something we've seen happen, and that, you know, the cool novelty has now really dropped off, and people, what I think is people can't figure out how to monetize it. It's just a fun thing to help them out with little problems here and there. I also think people... Think that ChatGPT would be an end-all be-all that can fix all your problems, which by means, yes, it can do a lot, but you have to put some effort in it still. For example, it can help you with fixing coding issues. Only problem is that you still need to have some level of proficiency with coding to even start. But then with ChatGPT, it can now teach you how to code, so you could learn about it pretty quickly. But the key here is that you still have to learn and understand the concepts. It won't just do it for you. So I wonder how many people have seen this kind of as a barrier to entry, right? You still need to have some knowledge of it to do it. You can't just type in, do this for me. Although you can do that on a lot of tasks. Some of the more complicated tasks, you can't. Again, just my thoughts on that and and, and something I also didn't think about was it summertime. Who is probably using ChatGPT the most and has time to really understand this technology and dig deeper into it? College students. And it's been summer. So maybe maybe their numbers are why we aren't seeing that much of it. Again, I have no true data to back this assumption up. This is just kind of what I'm thinking. But maybe we'll see an uptick later in September. Uh, We'll see. Also, as an aside, it has continually dropped from March when it went to from 8.7 minutes on average time down to seven. Now, my theory on that is that the drop has happened because think about it. The first time you used ChatGPT, it took time for you to figure out what was going on. You were testing it, you were messing around with it. Now that you know its capabilities, you log on, tell it what to do, and bam, you get what you're needed. So you're in, out, boom, you're done. So that, that might attribute to that time frame as well. And finally on this topic, Only 18% of Americans have used ChatGPT. Some food for thought. Microsoft and Page, a technology disruptor in healthcare, are partnering to develop a massive image-based AI model for cancer detection using an unprecedented data set of billions of images to identify various cancers. And again, we've talked about this in a previous episode, but um, in very specific ones, not the general overview of Page at Microsoft. Now, Page, once affiliated with Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, also had AI tools assisting patholo- pathologists in detecting breast cancer, colon, and prostate cancers. The project aims to boost diagnostic speed and accuracy without replacing doctors. Now, Microsoft's significant investment in healthcare AI suggests groundbreaking potential with the merger of extensive medical data and their computing power promising major advancements in Cancer detection and care, something we're all here for. Now, I wonder how many years of AI or how many years of life AI will help out with. Like, can you attribute it to adding four more years to your life? You know, but some wild stuff coming out here. Again, what we see is these huge giants teaming up with the smaller groups. My guess is funding and back end storage is what the big guys have that Page gets a huge discount on. Now, Page isn't small, but compared to Microsoft, they are, and they have the inside track on how to get into some of these uh, medical groups. In construction, we call this a JV and varsity team-up, right? When a smaller contractor partners up with the big boy to gain more of an advantage on a job. It seems to be a symbiotic relationship so far, as Page knows what they're doing in this medical space, and Microsoft gets the knowledge and an inside and industry that they might not be totally proficient in, even though they probably are proficient in parts of it. (music) AI coffee shop? There's a video of a camera tracking the worker and customers and showing customers as green boxes and their time in the shop, as well as boxes around the baristas in blue and how many cups of coffee they've made. Basically, the AI analyzes both consumer and workers for productivity and length of time of stay. My thoughts on this are that they're trying to monetize something that is typically a place where people to go for an hour or two or maybe longer to work and only buy maybe one $4 cup of coffee. Will they kick that individual out? And then if you're a barista and make five cups of coffee in 20 minutes, but all five were the toughest ones to make, will the AI know that? Or will it just say you only did this amount of work? To be honest, it sounds more dystopian than anything. And I could see higher up saying they'll use it as a helpful tool to make judgments from it. But I, I'm not a huge fan of it nonetheless. It can be useful in letting a company know on average how many cups of coffee a barista should be making and average time a customer spends uh, you know, with you. Again, check out the video, but personally, I'm not a huge fan of, of this idea. And I've echoed a comment made by the collector on Twitter where he says, and I quote, The amount of data being accumulated here is unreal. Not sure once processed what all possible results behaviors can be generated. Fascinating but scary, end quote. Google has a feature where it can now generate an AI answer from anything that you Google. If you have it, when you type something in normal Google, like Novak Djokovic, it'll come up with your typical Google answer, but then pop up with basically a bard-like style AI answer with the relevant information without you asking to accompany it with other quick uh, click questions like how many majors does Novak have or how many US open titles does he have do i know how i got this this new feature no i do not i think i said it um, i think I, I said yes to an experiment but nonetheless it does get a lot, give a lot of good info so sometimes i don't even have to click on the wiki wikipedia page it's all right there Now, this is the type of stuff that Google is doing that could take out Microsoft and their Edge platform. What it's doing is it's integrating AI into your everyday life with no apps or anything to download, thus keeping their market share. If you remember from past episodes, we talked about that every percent market share that Bing takes away from Google, I think it's a couple hundred million dollars. And Bing at the beginning was on the forefront where Google was on the back front indicating a code red back in January. So, but with that in mind, you have to remember AI people get a little complacent with it people haven't really fully integrated it into their life so if you you know copilot for Microsoft isn't is is one of those things that we think could be in, or I think could be integrated into your everyday life into Word Excel now and we'll talk about that more in future episodes but it's a very smart move by Google because Again, they're taking a more grounded approach and they're keeping you on their platform, which is the Google search because so I'm not going to Bing because I have AI here. Solid moves and it really did impress me it, and if you have it, I'd love for you to write in um, give me a, an email at the ChatGPT report at gmail.com because I'd love to see what other features are there right now I'm kind of using just the basic ones and and, and I'd love to hear what you guys have to say on that. Okay, that was the episode and finally, Last but not least, if you have a topic or question you'd like answered on the show, please email me. Again, I said it earlier, report at gmail.com. I'd love to interact. If it's a great topic or question, I'll showcase it on the podcast. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Just Ryan here on the ChatGPT Report. I'm really excited to get going You know, I'll also be doing bonus episodes if there's just too much news I'll do instead of once every two weeks, I'll be doing once every week, occasionally there if we have a lot of news. But I really, really do hope you guys will stick around. I hope you enjoy it. Again, comments, questions. Hey, Rand, I think this could help out with the podcast. Try this. I'd love to hear it. Thank you again for giving me a listen. Rate and review and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss a new episode every other week on thursday check out the website thechatgbtreport.com where you can find links we mentioned in the episode as well as transcripts to each show and you can support us follow us on linkedin and twitter at ChatGPT report and please send us an email thechatgbtreport at gmail.com i hope you have a great rest of your day i hope you have a fantastic weekend and we'll see you in a couple weeks take care